Hi there, everyone, and welcome to another week here at Nika Live. I am David Mead. If we haven't met before, this is the show where we bring you all of the latest and greatest from around the world of the National Electrical Contractors Association. This is another great week, and I am really excited to hear from Electri International, who we have represented on the show for the first time in just a minute. Before that, though, I want to remind everyone that Nika 2021 Nashville is just around the corner. Can you believe it? Make sure that you go to nikaconvention.org to register if you haven't already so that you can get all of the latest information on what we have in store at convention and at the trade show as well. We have never worked harder to make sure that this is the best use of your time. We also have posted the official COVID-19 protocols that will be in place throughout the event. Safety is our first priority, so we have got you covered here at NECA. Please be assured uh, we will uh, have everything covered top to bottom. And today we are very excited to welcome back Josh Bone, Executive Director of Electric International. Uh, this is the foundation for electrical construction that was created with the mission of funding, conducting, coordinating and transforming research results into meaningful, useful, edu educational and consulting programs and practical publications. Now, internationally, Electric conducts seminars, briefings and studies on cross-border relationships to encourage business and cultural exchanges among contractors. And today, Josh, it's lovely to see you. You're here to talk about all Electri has done in 2021, its plans for the future, as well as how they are changing one of the most notable events in the NECA convention. Josh, we are so excited to have you. I hope that this NECA Live is treating you well. It is treating me well, David. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. And I'll tell you, after hearing that tagline, we may need to go back to branding and shorten that up a little bit so it's not so much of a tongue twister. I, I have the same issue when I, I try to, to roll that out. So we'll work on that's a new thing for, for 2022 for branding. <laughs> that's our innovation, isn't it? The truth is, Josh, you are uh, you are as well known in these parts as anyone in the Nika family. So I think we just need to say, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here's Josh. But, but look, I know our audience are really keen to hear from you and hear about all of the developments because they are really passionate about the impact that research, insight and knowledge can have on their business and on the sector. And we're now approaching the end of your first full year as Executive Director of Electric International. What has the experience of taking charge of the foundation been like and what have some of your goals been? So I love my job and I love what we're doing at Electri. I came in as the interim executive director of Electri in April, on April 1st, but started making that transition with Joey Shorter a little bit before that as he was moving to the Atlanta chapter. He had, he and Russell Lessie had paved a great path for me. And what we were able to do from moving into the pandemic report, it was fundamentally changing the way that we looked at Electri's research. Electric has been forward thinking. We're going to continue to be forward thinking, but we learned from the pandemic. So many of our electrical contractors are so busy working in the business that they're not working on the business. And there's so much knowledge in the room with Electri. Electri is basically a, a large peer group that gives back to the industry that we need to make this research less academic. We need to have academic research. It needs to be a component, but it can't be the, the number one driver. We need to have the ability to help our contractors take some of this information, operationalize it, use all the multimedia that we have today, David, to get it 
to them in different forms than a traditional white paper. So, you know, that's what we learned from this process. And we have been leaning into that ever since. And uh, this year, I, I think our research that we're putting out really reflects that. I'm very, very excited about the research we have coming out this year. Wonderful. And I know some of that new research has up until now focused on the industrialization of construction and how perhaps uh, technology storytelling can be used to introduce young people to trades and electrical construction. And I know a huge amount of work is going on in this space. What did you learn over the course of those projects? We are a mobile first industry and we're industrializing in the midst of the fourth industrial revolution. And the fourth industrial revolution is all about data. Our phones, our tablets, they're data collecting devices that allow us to improve communication. And that's a huge part of what we're looking at right now uh, at Electri. This is something you'll never hear me talk on stage when I don't talk about data. Uh, one of our research projects that we have coming out right now is our KPIs. Our electrical contractors have been able to look at their business, but David, David, they've been completely oblivious to what's happening around them in the industry. They think, okay, I grew 2% this year. That's healthy, right? I grew, I was growing, but the market grew 11%. What we're doing with this research is giving everyone a health check. Uh, we've had hundreds of responses to this, but now you can see based on my size, based on my location, on the type of work that I do, David, I can compare like going to the doctor and see my cholesterol compared to the greater whole. So we're setting these industry benchmarks that what is my net profit margin? What is my gross profit margin based off my size? What's my field to office ratio? We've taken 20 of the key performance indicators and we're defining industry benchmarks for them. This is, is a powerful tool for our contractors to assess the health of their business and look at where they need to improve. And as far as technology storytelling goes, one of the things we do at Electri is we're trying to take the combat out of construction. There's this perception of construction, hard hats, dirty overalls. That's not the case in 2021. We want to help these students as early as grade four understand that, hey, here's a, a, a VR headset that turns your phone into a virtual reality device. And let's walk you through a 3D model and teach you about construction. Let's let you understand about reality capture and robotic total stations and VDC and all these amazing things that we're doing on the technology side. Open their eyes to that so that they see this world of all these amazing things happening. And maybe I do want to go be an electrician. I want to enter the apprenticeship, but just giving them exposure to more that's out there and what's going on in, in our industry as it industrializes. And there are so many exciting innovations that we know will fire up those young minds who are passionate and, and hungry to see what the future holds. And, and I know one thing that you've really focused on this year is introducing younger people to the field of electrical construction wherever possible. And one aspect of this is the career path of the construction technologist. This, this sounds like a, a Netflix movie waiting to happen. The construction technologist. I can see it. They're going to, they're going to commission 12 episodes. I know, but can you tell us a little bit about it and what it can represent to the young person who's still trying to plan their future? Yes, it, it goes back into what we were saying there, taking the combat out of construction. When I get up on stage and the first thing I say is, how many of you have heard of, of a construction technologist or no construction technologist? No one raises their hand. I'm in a room full of, of counselors and teachers and students. The way this presentation goes and we expose them to all the amazing technologies that we're using in, in the industry right now, how we're using the HoloLens and with virtual reality, how we're using 3D models. And we tell that story. I'll tell you, when I get up on stage and talk about my, my data talk or talk about some of these other things, 
you know, a few people will walk up to me and, Hey, I want your card. I want to have a conversation at the end of this. It's so eye opening, David. We've got the counselors coming up. Hey, my husband's looking to change careers. My daughter is thinking about going to college and I'm trying to tell her, Hey, that job, you're going to go to that same office every day the rest of your life. You need to, you're making a decision at 18 years old that you don't really see the full picture of this. I think, I think she would be great in construction and understanding how construction is changing. It's an eye opening moment, David. It's, it's really exciting for them to look at it and realize, Hey, there's this whole new career path I can look at that I never considered that my parents would have probably not push me into this path. But now that I can show them my 3d model, we take them on this. We do an amazing BIM with a Lego exercise and we have them cut the model and they communicate. And we talk about how hard it is. If you're building a Lego together, it's a lot tougher than building it by yourself because you have to communicate and the specialists over here on the roof and the walls. And it's, it's a, it really, it is so exciting for me to see this energy and the passion that we have from these kids. They never want the, the they don't want the exercises to end. It's, it's so engaging. It's absolutely true. And of course, when you talk about there's this whole new career path, what's fascinating to me is there are so many different career paths and so many splinters that it can disappear off into. And because it is an ever evolving industry, you know, two, three years down the line, the landscape will have changed. And so for those young people coming into the industry, the world really is their oyster, Josh. Yes, there was no construction technologist title just four or five years ago. We, that was not a title for this industry. Now we see drone operators. Now we see the thing about the upward mobility in this industry, too, is if you have the passion, you have the hunger, you have the work ethic, the, the sky's the limit. You, you can come in after going through the trades or, or coming out of technical school or even out of high school and, and become the CTO, chief technology officer, CIO, chief information officer around that data again. The Upward mobility and their ability to grow and thrive in this industry is, uh, and, and, and chase, you know, to take that passion, put it in your back pocket and use technology in this industry. Uh, let's shift our focus now, Josh, to what Electri has in store for the rest of 2021. It's a really important year for the industry, for the sector, look for the country. So can you tease us a bit about what your research has been uh, unlocking, what you've been undertaking and what you've learned in the process? When can we expect to hear a little bit more detail? So let me say where we are right now is nobody's heard much about cybersecurity this year. It's, it's not been a big topic in 2021. We know that's not the case. It's, it's been a huge year for cybersecurity. And it just aligns that in December, the Department of Defense here in the U.S. is rolling out their CMMC, their Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certificate. We've got that research done. It's, it's ready to go on electric.org. We've broken this down with a subject matter expert, Nick Espinoza. He's going to be at the NECA National Convention talking about this. This is going to very quickly roll, David, from the DOD all the way down to every sector, healthcare, retail. It's going to impact everyone. That research is done. Uh, we've got our KPIs research, our microgrid research. I was just up at a microgrid research facility last week in uh, Princeton, New Jersey, visiting Siemens. That was a very impressive process that I learned a lot about that. We're going to be rolling that research out here in the coming weeks. And then what we're doing is we're partnering. We've realized now that we talk about the knowledge in the room with Electri of our contractors. We're working with Milwaukee Tool and Graybar. And Graybar, we have a special uh, research that we're doing uh, that we're looking at outside the gate. All the hidden costs, uh, the amount of money and time and energy, redundancies, errors, emissions when it comes to invoicing and, and managing materials. 
How can we refine that and identify opportunities to improve? We're working with Milwaukee. We're trying to start this initiative on Lean 101, David, that how can every electrical contractor start to build a lean culture in their business and some simple things they can do in the shop, in the field, and in the office. So just, again, going back to that operationalization of making electrical contractors better working on their business as opposed to in their business. One thing that you mentioned earlier, Josh, has really stuck with me because for my sins, I am a recovering a recovering academic. That was my primary career. And I know that there's such a huge debate because one of the reasons that I left academia as my primary career was because we were doing so much research, spending literally millions of pounds on exploring high performance, leadership, motivation, the things that help move people's performance from good to great. But that academic research was being filed away or put inside journals or not really properly being shared. And, and it's easy, I think, sometimes to criticize academic research. However, here's the thing. For research to be good, it has to have that academic foundation. But that doesn't it mean does. it needs to be academic in style. And I know what, what you guys are, are, are really perfecting is that seesaw to make sure that your research is robust, that it is sound, that it is credible, that we can absolutely stand by it. But that it isn't just academia for its own sake, that there will be takeaways that contractors will be able to get and apply and use to make a difference in their business. So how can you see some of this research positively affecting contractors? Uh, what, what tools will they be able to use? So first, I'm so glad that you brought this up because this is very important to me it is academic is a critical part of this. When I say it's not entirely academic, we've been working on building task force to support academia. We still with our research now, we call it our focus group method is the contractors give feedback, but we work with an academic researcher to put it together so that it is more that how we deliver it to the contractors. So, David, I'm glad that, that you brought that up. We're, we are going to be working with academia very closely. They're going to be part of this research. And we hope that it's as, as lightning for, enlightening for them as it is for us. And we get that right balance. So I'm glad that you said that. As far as your question goes, I do believe as we start to look at the industry and how quickly it's changing, we want to put the tools in front of the contractors to educate them to see these new events. The diversification of work for our contractors is already happening. How can we help change the mindset to see it as an opportunity as opposed to a threat? I think that is a critical part of this whole process and what we're trying to put it out there, that if we can put it in a consumable way to them, whether it's microgrids or it's about understanding how to create, use data to improve the way that you're running your business, that it's something that it takes that initial fear and and concern that gives them confidence that say tells them, I'm ready to take this leap. I'm ready to do something different. And I need to embrace this because it's going to be a critical part of my business going forward. And this is what I love about what you're doing, that it is it is built in the principles of academia. So we know that it is sound research that we can stand over. It's not just conversationally produced. It's not just anecdotal. No, anecdotal feeds no. into it, of course. But it's um, it really are, are they really are robust methods. But it is all about making sure that you, our contractors, get value from it. It allows you to invest. It allows you to plan. It allows you to build strategies. It allows you to get insights that you simply couldn't in any other way. So it's so exciting to see that that investment and commitment to the quality of the research is uh, continuing. And I know Nashville is just around the corner, Josh. You're excited. I'm excited. Uh, Electri International has held the Green Energy Challenge featuring the work of NECA student chapters. And this year, it has been re 
reimagined as the Electrical Contracting Innovation Challenge or the ECIC, which I definitely, that will roll off the tongue by the time we're in Nashville, I'm sure of it. Can you tell us a little bit about this change and why it was so important to reimagine it? Well, one, we were forced to. Uh, the, the pandemic put us in a situation where the challenge that we'd been set up had been very hands-on, very interactive, where the students had the opportunity to work with our contractors in the local market at their student chapters and, and gain knowledge and experience and, and connect our contractors with the students. Well, that was not an opportunity for us this year. So we we found we wanted to, to re-envision the Green Energy Challenge. And we thought about sustainability. We thought about all these things. We thought, let's open this up because we can now make this. We can look at how the industry is changing and that term innovation can carry on moving forward for us. So we leaned into the technology side of this and we had a very complicated, challenging competition this year. And our student chapters, we put out 15 educational sessions. We taught them the basics of estimating. We had eight BIM classes. So we had them go in and take models and create and design electrical system of the building and the most innovative electrical system of the building to look at how you would construct it, how it would operate over its life cycle. It was extremely challenging, but we've learned from the students. They, they loved it. It was, it pushed them and they gained a lot of new knowledge throughout this process. Some of the proposals and videos, everything we're seeing, David, it's it's a fascinating. If you you have time on Saturday from 1.30 till 3 o'clock, we're going to be having the, the top three finalist teams presenting. And I would encourage you to come by room 104 and see this because these students have done an amazing job. Are they models. presenting in person, Josh? They are. So Toronto wow. will be presenting virtually. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the University of Toronto will be presenting virtually. They have travel limitations, but uh, our other two teams will be live and in person and ready to go. Oh, I cannot wait. What's so so inspiring, I think, is that for years now, we've been asking these uh, young people to be innovative, to think outside the box, to be different, to challenge our expectations. And then we needed to do it ourselves. We needed to come up with an innovative way of delivering the same program. It's, It's kind of a taste of our own medicine. Absolutely. We're definitely eating our own dog food over here at Electra. We're, uh, <laughs> we're constantly trying to, to find ways of, of being as innovative as possible. Our goal, David, is we want people to come to Electric when they see a challenge, electrical contractor, see something novel that they've not seen before, whether it's contract language, something on a job site, new technology. I'm your guy. Come to me. Reach out to me. Go to the electric.org website. We've got 33 years of research. Anybody can download for free. Go check it out. It doesn't cost you anything. Sign up for a free account. Download any research that you want. And then going forward, when you see something new, reach out to me. I, I, I want to keep pushing the limits and be as innovative as possible and, and being an example to these uh, student chapters who have shown how innovative they are. Eating our own dog food. I'm stealing that. I, I, no one uses that in Ireland. I'm going to claim that I created that one. Um, so I don't look, know if projects. that's a Southern thing or what. I don't know. <laughs> that may just be American. It may be Southern. I'm not sure. I, I could, I'm going to make it Irish before you know it. Um, well, look, obviously, there's a, a huge variety of projects. Can you give us a bit of a, a summary of some of the ones that the students will be talking about? The projects, each of their projects right now have an all-encompassing aspect. So they do have BIM. It was a big, was a component of it this year that some of the teams chose to, to dive in and really work on their 3D model and, and, and 
learn the side of that. But there was also the estimating side of it. So some teams focus on the estimate. There was so much involved in this challenge that they had to think about design. They had to think about means and methods and constructability. There was a lot of aspects to this. So you kind of had the opportunity to say, what do we what do we want to learn? Where do we want to spend our time and our energy? And we're going to focus our energy on that and make that the best part of our, our project. And we saw that across the board. It was uh, a lot of very close scores um, because some really focused on estimating and driving that. And that caught some of the judges' attention. Some uh, really focused on their design and their innovation. So the creativity side of it that created this innovative electrical system that made this dorm so it was a, our, our project, a sample project was a dorm and this dorm was secure and safe and efficient. And it, it was all across the board, David. There's a number of aspects of this. We'll probably learn from that. You fell fast in the innovative environment. We're probably going to pull it back next year, uh, but this year was uh, all encompassing. Next year, we're going to try to find one or two things to really zero in. And I'm excited about what we're going to do next year. Speaking of excited, Josh, the word on the street is that this is technically your first ever NECA convention. And I know that you are uh, really excited and buzzing for the experience. But I know Electri International always makes a big splash. So do you want to give us a, a bit of a preview as to what else Electri will be doing at the event and also what their your big plans are for the rest of 2021? Yes. So one of our biggest things we have going on at the convention is we have our electric booth. In our electric booth, we're going to have three iPads set up that have all of the research on that for 33 years. David, you can walk up to the electric booth and you can stomp the research. If you stomp the research, you just hit a button, ask your question. If it doesn't pull up any research, you get entered to come to our winter meeting at the Fairmont Hotel and spend time with us in San Diego in January. So it's it's stump the research and we're going to have a number of live presentations in the booth throughout all the trade show hours. So we're going to be talking about digital electricity and highlighting the research that we've done this year on KPIs and, and CMMC and so much more. And then for Electrio on our council side, we've got a council meeting, we've got committee meetings, we've got our our our, our actual council reception at the Bell Tower. We've got I'll tell you my calendar. I'm looking at it, David. And this is my first live NECA convention. As, as So I've done the virtual and I've been there as a, a speaker or a, I've represented other companies there in the past. This will be my first one. And the, the, it's a little it's exciting and a little intimidating looking at the schedule for seven days that, we're, we'll, that we will be in Nashville. I myself will be. Easy peasy. I will be your Sherpa, Josh. I will I hold your it. hand and guide you through the madness. I am so looking forward to seeing you properly in person. I really am. Josh, thank you for joining us again here at Nika Live. And I will see you in the flesh in just a few weeks. I look forward to it, David. Take care. Thank you very much indeed, Josh. And of course, thanks to every one of you for tuning in today. If you want to learn about everything Electri International, then just head to electri.org. Tons of information there. And come and join the Electri booth. I'll be making sure that I pop over a few times. So come and say hello. So thank you so much for tuning in. Also, if you're tuning in as part of the Nika Podcast Network, we are just a couple of weeks until Nika 2021 Nashville. And we are working to make sure that you are as prepared as possible for every exciting twist and turn that we have in store. Thank you so much for joining us today. This has been Nikolai.